Hey y'all, I'm Melanie. And I'm Jason. And you're listening to the Old North State Podcast. We're bringing you on a deep dive into all things North Carolina. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to another fun-filled episode of the Old North State Podcast. Today we have an extra spooky episode for you. We we will be talking about a Charlotte ghost story. You probably have heard of it before if you followed me on Instagram as SpookyCLT. This is one of the stories that we... I really focused on last October, um, especially when we did that Nebels Night Alley Market, where I was up on a staircase yelling at a bunch of Charlotte people about ghosts. It's my calling, apparently. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, um, but before we do, we have to talk about... Our county this week. Yes. Which, what number are we on? I don't know. I'm just crossing them off. Um, we're in the seas now. We're in the seas. Okay. So we're in Cabarrus County. Hey, we've been there. Cabarrus County was named after Stephen Cabarrus, member of the legislature and speaker of the North Carolina House of Commons. Established in 1792, county seat is Concord. Not Concord, Concord. Nice. Uh-huh. And it is, in fact, pronounced Cabarrus. Cabarrus. Cool. We went to Cabarrus Brewing. We did, a long time ago. They're yeah. the ones who do that lemon sun drop um, beer, like the cherry lemon sun drop. Yeah. I don't and, remember it. Oh, I want to try it so bad. I remember I got a flight because I took a really nice Instagram picture of it. Yeah. There's a Christmas tree in the background. Yeah. Yep. I remember that. That was a nice place. It was. We haven't been in a while. Well, cool. That's a fun, fun county to talk about. We have quite a few more to go. Um, but back to business. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about the Haunted Firehouse Number 4, which is located in Uptown Charlotte. If you've ever looked at the Charlotte skyline, the tallest building or the tallest apartment building, the view, which sticks out as... A, like a sore thumb. So hideous. Um, I don't think it's hideous. I think it's just out of place. Because well, yeah. it's the tallest thing for like four blocks. Um, yeah, the city just has not caught up to that little section. And honestly, now that Charlotte Uptown is moving towards South End, I don't think it ever is going to... I don't think it ever will. Yeah. Um, which I guess is fine because it's technically in Fourth Ward, which is... A historic area. Mm-hmm. But we digress. So, Charlotte Fire Station Number 4 is located on 420 West 5th Street in Charlotte, North Carolina. It was built in 1925, finished in 1926, and was designed by Charles Christian Hook, who was an architect and a local and regional importance during the 19th um, century. Hook designed multiple homes in the Dildworth neighborhood, as well as some government buildings. Is he related to Captain? Um, yes, but not the Captain you're thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Because Captain Hook only got the name Captain Hook because he lost his hand. While these guys were born into it. So maybe they were descendants. 
Um, do you, what do we think Captain Hook's real last name was? Um, Cook. Smart. Heard it here first. <laughs> we yeah. have solved the mystery. Yep. So Firehouse 4 <laughs> served as a firehouse until 1972 when it was replaced by a new fire station that still functions at 525 North Church Street. You're very familiar with that. Yeah, I hear it every single day. Uh-huh. The building has accommodated several adap adaptive reuses over the years. In 1997, the building was remodeled into an art gallery slash media company and antique shop. And then in 2001, it was remodeled again as the Charlotte Mecklenburg Fire Education Center and Museum. It closed in 2009 after the rent was raised and the property owner pursued commercial occupancy. Um... Too bad, so sad, though. Nothing has come back. Has Nothing has gone in there since then. Um, only three pre-World pre War II fire stations in Charlotte continue to serve their original purpose. Mm. Um, and they are fire station number six, fire station number seven, which is the one in Noda that everyone knows about because it's oh, like smack dab on the center. One, yeah. mm -hmm. I like that one. Yep. And then um, fire station number five. Um, and then Firehouse 4 became a historical landmark December 20th, 2016. So, not too long ago. Now, you're probably asking yourself, Jason, that's all fun and games. Nice little history lesson, but where do the spooks come in? And I would say they come in April 2nd, 1934, where the headline in the Charlotte Observer said, Charlotte Fireman Loses Life in Fallout Station. With the subtext, Black drops 14 feet to his death. Oh my god. Yeah. So, um, instead of me recreating the story for you, I'm going to just kind of read a blurb from the Charlotte Observer from that year. Because uh, history is fun. And, you know, it's, it's great when we have ghost stories, but it's even greater when the ghost stories come from real-life things that you can touch on a piece of paper. What are you typing over there? Um, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> so, Pruitt L. Black, Charlotte Fireman, was fatally injured yesterday morning at Number 4 Fire Station on West 5th Street when he lost his footing and plunged headfirst through the pole opening on the second floor and dropped to the concrete floor 14 feet below. He died three hours later at St. Peter's Hospital... Black was the second city fireman to lose his life within the space of 30 days. Joe Westenedge was killed on March 6th on East 4th Street when he was wedged between a fire truck and a tree. Oof. Like Westenedge, Black was killed in action. He and other fire or he and other members of number 4 fire station were answering an alarm at 7:40 o'clock when the alarm came in. To the firemen, who were, they were sleeping on the second floor of the station, they dressed hurriedly and started for the brass pole, which leads from the dormitory to the first floor where the apparatus is housed. A fellow fireman said that Black started toward the pole, drawing on his coat as he went. Just as he grasped the pole, his foot appeared to slip and he missed his catch and fell through the opening. His head struck the concrete below and was horribly smashed. Members of one of the two truck companies scheduled to answer the alarm 
which came in from Box 97 on Beatty's Ford Road, remains with Black while the other company responded to the call. An ambulance was called and Black was taken to the hospital where he died at 10.45 a.m. Black came with the fire department on March 15, 1928, and had just completed six years of service. He was 28 years old and was a member of the fireman's baseball team. Black leaves his widow and one son, Prue L. Black Jr., his parents, Mr. and Miss R.R. Black, three brothers, Floyd and W.J. Black of Mecklenburg County, and the sister, Miss D.R. Martin and Miss C.M. Moser, both of Charlotte. Funeral services will be conducted Tuesday afternoon at 4 o'clock at Allen St. Baptist Church. Burial will be made at Elmwood Cemetery. <laughs> His fellow members of Charlotte Fire Department will serve as pallbearers. Out of respect to the memory of one of its members, the number four fire station is draped in black. That covers the history of it. Okay. You know, I think that, that covered the whole thing. Um, yeah, so our boy Prue L. Black fell down the fire pole, cracked his head. Um, now, I heard this story first from our favorite book, Charlotte Ghost Stories, Tales of Mecklenburg County, from Stephanie Burt Williams. <laughs> Not Stephanie Burt Myers. Um, it was the last chapter in the book. This firehouse is still in Uptown, although it is abandoned. Nothing has replaced it yet. The, the chapter in the book really also relies heavily on this particular news article, but they had a lot more information about Prue L. Black himself, saying that he was a, a heavy smoker um, and that he was known to go down that pole with a cigar in his mouth. Thank God. Um, but he was a good Christian man who would only smoke in the firehouse. He would never, he would never smoke in front of his family, um, which they made a point out. I mean, I, I looked for Pruitt's name all over the news, and I only found his name a few times. A lot of times it was actually for him being a on that baseball team. Because they would always tell, like, you know, he scored or got four um, home runs during this game and yada, yada, yada. So I don't know where Stephanie found the smoking part, but it is the tale that lives on. Um, and I'll go into the, the ghostly experiences that people have had in the firehouse in just a moment. One thing I did want to talk about is I found another article that mentions him from 1974. And it says that the, the fire that they were going out to, like the fire that they were responding to that morning when he fell was actually a false alarm. And that, oh my gosh. I know. And that the whole article was about like people need to stop doing false alarms because it's just a, it's a waste of resources. Um, it's every fireman's like worst nightmare that they're out responding to a false alarm while something actually terrible is yeah. happening. And here we are. Um, you know, they were responding to a false alarm and someone lost their life because of it. Um, now I would haunt the place too. I'd be pissed. Exactly. So to the spooky stuff. Um, in 1997, like I mentioned before, employees of Catwalk Digital Media Company had a number of experiences. 
when they first did the inspection before making the renovations to turn it into their office space slash art gallery, they were convinced that there were squatters actively living there because the smell of cigar smoke was lingering even after like a number of months of doing renovations. So they thought that someone was breaking in every night, smoking and living there because they kept smelling the smoke. So I watched an episode of Ghost Hunters a few weeks ago. And that was one of the claims in um, this town hall building that they were investigating somewhere. I think it's in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. And they, if you went up to the wood and you smelled it, you could smell the cigar smoke. And it would often happen when the wood would be, you know, expanding and contracting. Oh. So that could be a possible explanation. Yeah, because they, be. they said that the smell continued to disappear and reappear throughout their entire stay there. Yeah, so they would it would make sense if the you know the humidity and the air was changing. So, yeah. um, just throwing it out there. Nuts. I I hear you. I'm all for logical explanations of the paranormal. Uh, <laughs> so the ghostly activity continued to intes- intensify during the renovation. Contractors often would see a man walking in the former firehouse dormitory where the pole was located. Um, and when they did, they would call the police and the police would come out and they couldn't find anyone. One woman saw a man in what she described as a yellow parka standing in the front doors. It was after a Panthers game, so the streets were busy and there was a lot of people walking outside. The man in yellow turned and walked right past her, disappearing into the wall that she claimed used to be the original door to the outside. They changed it into a wall. Interesting. They also had their final girl moment when they went to their local library, and they probably read the same article I read, and they figured out that, oh, this story, you know, this guy died here. This could possibly be the guy that we're seeing walking around in the same areas that he used to walk around. So they decided that the resident ghost was most likely Pruitt, and the owner invested in some older firehouse gear that he put on display. So he got a bunch of like the old fire coats, the the hook and ladder type thing, and then just some instruments that, nice. that they had for fires. And then it became a daily occurrence that the old fireman uniform that they had on a hook would fall off the rack. Aww. So, um, yeah, See, they, that's what people need to do. You got a ghost, accommodate them. Exactly, make them feel at home. Sometimes they can't help that they're there. Yeah, I mean, so also Stephanie in her book mentions that Pruitt was not supposed to be there. He was actually pulling a triple shift. Oh, my god! He, he may have been in trouble for something, and, like, he was covering other people's shifts out of out of punishment. Um, um, that was what we would call a lawsuit. Um, I'm just okay. saying. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Melanie Tapp, attorney for the dead. <laughs> Um, I am not an attorney. Can you can you <laughs> sue for for ghosts? Yes, there ha- they have used ghost testimony before oh my in God. court. Yeah, the Warrens did with the Amityville. The devil made me do it. Yes, um, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, so we should sue the Charlotte Fire Department for a wrongful <laughs> death and give it to his descendants. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Yes. So spooky stuff has happened all over Firehouse 4, um, and local ghost ghost tellers such as ourselves claim they still happen to this day, although I've never been able to go inside. We are very close to being able to go inside because 
Carolina Panther player, Carolina Panthers player, <laughs> Charles Johnson, bought the property, intending on renovating it into a trendy restaurant. Uh, this happened in 2017. The plan was to serve mainly American and oven-baked food with an area for live music. Charles intended to theme parts of the old firehouse, decorating it with old uniforms and equipment of the firehouse, and to have a bar made of copper resembling a firehouse pole. So he also he I must just... have known the story. He he also was trying to, you know, make Pruitt feel at home. Then the second floor would be a sushi lounge that would have large TVs and panther blue lighting. There will be an outdoor rooftop patio used for private parties, possibly ghost hunting. Although all this these announcements were made in October or in 2017 saying that it was going to open up of October of that year. Mm-hmm. Now here we are in the year of our Lord, 2022. <laughs> um, and that place is... Still vacant. Yeah, still a ghost town. <laughs> yeah. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> so what you think? Um, Spooky? Yeah. Haunted? Probably. I will, oh, you like... should say who owns it now, because it's funny. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> of course... Um, I was looking at to see who the current owner is, and it is owned by an LLC named um, Alfred Pennyworth LLC, which is the first and last name of Batman's butler, Alfred Pennyworth. Um, so I can't help but feel like when this play, or maybe currently, you know, if you were to go on that pole, it would bring you down into the Batcave underneath. Hopefully. Like the, the old Adam West Batman. Mm-hmm. Shows. Just <laughs> just thinking out loud here. <laughs> um, Maybe it'll be featured in the next Robert Pattinson Batman movie. Oh, gosh. Imagine if they filmed that in Charlotte. Imagine. Yeah. They, they would run out of places to film in the background. Our city's not that big. They absolutely would. <laughs> I always think about, like, if Spider-Man came to Charlotte, like, he, he, he would go back and forth in, like, 30 seconds yep. flat. <laughs> we do not have enough buildings for superheroes yet. All right, one last thing to brag about is that this ghost story is the ghost story that a local candle company, um, it caught their attention, and they made a spooky Charlotte candle called Mr. Black that was supposed to be based around this story with kind of like a, you know, those campfire scented? Mm -hmm. That's what we were shooting for, um, but it came out more perfumey. It's a little leathery. A little leather, like little leathery. Little, little leathery. Yeah, still a nice candle, I think. Um, Very nice candle. And if you're lucky, maybe we'll give one to you. Um. And yeah, that's all we have. Make sure to follow Spooky CLT on Instagram, and we will see you next week for another fun-filled episode of the Old North State. Goodbye. Goodbye. Sources for today's episode can be found on our website at anchor.fm slash oldnorthstatepod. If you want to send us a topic suggestion, a funny story, or if you just want to say hi, you can email us at oldnorthstatepod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at oldnorthstatepod. Cheers, y'all!